On this powerful episode, we dive deep into the heart of a warrior. We focus on knowledge and how important it is as long as you take action. You've heard the expression, knowledge is king, and there is some truth to that. But more importantly, as warriors, our goal is not only to gain knowledge, but to act on it. Our special guest today is Patrick Fitzgibbons. He's a police commander and the founder of CJ Evolution Podcast, a highly regarded show focused on the criminal justice professional. We're going to discuss here mindset, confidence, switching hats, entrepreneurism, and key elements that make up a modern day warrior. This is going to be a good one. Stand by. up a warrior my brothers welcome back to the man of war my name is rafa Conde, and of course i am a man on a mission to transform you into a modern day warrior to set that bridge to set that pathway to take it up to that next level my brothers listen this show if you are new is all about taking it up to that next level and really to start living a life that embodies that warrior spirit now before we get started Listen, we have a few weeks left here for the Conclave of Warriors, okay? The most powerful event of the year, I'm going to tell you, hands down. We have some select tickets still available. This is going to be downtown Miami, December 1 and 2. I want you to go to conclaveofwarriors.com. If you don't know about it, check it out. If you are sitting on the sidelines waiting to grab a ticket, what? are you waiting for listen we have some very few left vip and inner circle tickets left we have some general admission and we also have another tier called standard admission okay bottom line here is this anybody can go to this as long as you are some type of warrior-minded individual that wants to better themselves man or woman across the board all right on instagram give me a follow at Man of War with two R's. And of course, I ask you one thing. If you're listening to this podcast, and I know you're getting a shitload of knowledge, you're getting some great content week in and week out. All I ask from you in return is just to give me a review here. Give the podcast a review on iTunes, all right, and subscribe to it. It's very important to continue trending higher. Every month we've been going higher and higher. Our numbers continue to increase because of you. All right, and one last thing. Don't forget, we do have a show, an episode that comes out typically between Friday and Saturday, depending on our schedules here. Myself and Kevil rock the house for you, usually about a 15 or 20-minute segment of Tell It Like It Is content. These episodes have been very, very popular, I got to tell you. So don't forget on Friday or Saturday, just tune in and check it out. All right, listen, let's dive right into this episode. I want you to whip out a pen and paper and write some of this content. Remember, it's all about taking action. Knowledge is great, but you got to take action on it. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Patrick Fitzgibbons, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brothers. It is an absolute honor to have you on, man. Rafa, thank you for the invite, man. I mean, I am so jazzed and so pumped uh, to be on your show. You're doing great things. I listen all the time to your podcast, uh, and I know you're growing uh, and you're doing great things. And I'm super pumped, really quick, to come and meet you in person at the Conclave of Warriors in December. 
Boom. There you have it, man. <laughs> we <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, listen, this is going to be an unbelievable event, and I, I can't wait to meet you. There are a lot of good things happening here, no doubt. Now, listen, Pat, this is the deal here, all right? I want you to introduce yourself. All right, mm -hmm. now I also want you to name your podcast and what you're doing out there. Don't get humble on me, and ex <laughs> you know, and, and then just let our listeners know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Pat Fitzgibbons. To all those listeners out there, again, an honor to be on uh, the Man of War podcast with Rafa. I had the opportunity uh, to have Rafa on my show uh, a, a couple weeks back. An amazing show. Um, but uh, I'm a police officer. I've been a cop for about uh, 23 years. I work and live in uh, Colorado. Uh, I'm currently an operations commander. I'm in charge of all the patrol officers on my department. Uh, I have a small department, about 35 uh, strong, uh, and it's a, it's a great job. Love what I'm doing. Um, a little bit more background. I'm an ex-military guy. I jumped out of planes for a while with the 82nd Airborne down at Fort Bragg and uh, knew when I got out of the military that I wanted to be a police officer. So followed that path, uh, which led me to where I'm at today. I also, you I mentioned my uh, podcast, Rafa. I sure to appreciate it. My podcast is uh, CJ Evolution. Uh, it's a podcast for uh, the criminal justice professional like you, Rafa, and maybe others who are listening right now. Um, but a couple of years ago, I, I started the show because uh, I just thought that people needed to get educated more on uh, criminal justice issues. And uh, there's, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I started it up. Uh, I'm about 248 shows yeah, into great. it right now and yeah. uh it's growing man and, and and you know talking to you a little bit off the air and uh i love what i'm doing I, I love law enforcement i love the podcast uh and it's growing because i get great people like you coming on the show and i'm just super super pumped i mean it's 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 a it's a great thing to to educate people more on criminal justice and i also have not just CJ professionals on the show, but I also have uh, a cross section of private sector individuals, you know, top leaders in their industry that talk about leadership, uh, you know, you know, taking care of yourself better, you know, mindfulness. So it's really been a great journey and looking forward to the future. Perfect. So we're going to dig deep into your mindset here a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. As a commander in your department, I mean, there's a lot of variables, okay? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with being a commander at your department and then going home into your relationship. I mean, that to me, that transfer of hat has always been, I've always been mesmerized by how, how cops can go from, from one level and then switch it off when they walk in that door. Yeah, great question, Rafa. And I think you and I both know, because you're on the job too, some officers that can't do that. And I was one of those officers uh, not too long ago, maybe a, you know, five or six years ago, where I would bring my work home with me and leading into what I'm going to tell you, you can't bring your work home with you. Now, that's easier said than done. But I think it's really, really important that you have outlets outside of law enforcement. I just mentioned my podcast. You're doing great things with what you're doing out there with your show and other things. But you have to have outlets outside of law enforcement. I think so many people in law enforcement, I've been doing it a long time uh, as you have, uh, Rafa, they just, you know, they, they live and breathe law enforcement. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but you got to have other things in your life besides law enforcement. Um, you, you know, exercise, take care of yourself, you know, you know, do other things besides law enforcement. To answer your question, that's how I managed to, to take off the commander hat not that I don't think about it. There's, I'm, there's always things that are going on, work-related things that I'm thinking about it. But I, I've learned over the years to, to relax more. And, to, and I'm a huge meditation guy. You talk about mindfulness. So I didn't do that 
up until a couple of years ago. And I tell you what, that's changed my life. Mindfulness and meditating. I try to meditate every day uh, for 10 minutes and that really has changed my my life. It really has. That's great. Uh, and, and I've learned not to take things so seriously. Uh, a couple of years ago, I just blow things out of proportion. And but I'm learning. I'm learning to say, you know what? In the big scheme of things, you know, that's maybe not a big deal to get worried about because this is probably more important. So, to answer, I hope I answered your question. I, mean, I, I just surround myself now with people. Um, not that I don't surround myself with law enforcement, um, but I try to surround myself with. Um, because we know inherently that law enforcement is just a negative environment. Uh, but I try to, uh, in the last year, year, a couple of years, I've, I've managed to, to get friends outside of law enforcement that showed me a different perspective. Of course, my wife is my rock. Um, and we, I just don't talk about law enforcement that much anymore. Does that make sense? When I'm at work, I'm totally. on, yep. 100% in. Yep. But when I'm off duty, I'm off duty now. And I'm yep. working on other things. I'm working on you know, the future and, and uh, what I'm going to do after law enforcement. And that's a great point, uh, Pat. Because a lot of officers live their life. They dig in, dig in. You know, these guys are working details. You know that. They're working details on their off days. And literally, they don't have any downtime. And, you know, as a field trainer, one of the most important things that I tell a rookie, someone that's coming on board and saying, listen, you're going to love law enforcement. Absolutely. And you can live law enforcement. The bottom line here is this. There has to be a little bit of a switch, at least a dimmer, because if you go home watching cops all day, right? If you go home and then you're in a detail and that mind to your cop, 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 day in, day out. And you, we all know, Pat, that the reality is that cops are cops 24 hours oh, a yeah. day. You know, mm-hmm. we get that. But the beauty is as you mature on the job and you have other things, which that's what we're hoping for, that you have other things in your yeah. life that matter, right? Yeah. That you can put that effort in. That's when you start growing. And that's how you can really switch that hat, you know, and go from being a yeah. cop and then being a normal individual yeah, at yeah. home. I mean, I agree. And like I said, I mean, and I hope your listeners don't misinterpret what I said. I don't think they did. But look, I love police officers. I love them. But I think it is so important to have. Let me give you an example, Rafa. So I'm a blended family like yours. And, um, you know, I married my wife uh, a couple years back. And, you know, her friends we're not law enforcement. So I was in my first marriage. I, you know, my wife worked in parole. And so everybody was in the same field, pretty much criminal justice. And so we lived and breathed it. But, and then you, you know, as well as I do, you know, sometimes in law enforcement, a lot of cops have that, well, everybody out there is a criminal. Fuck, I can't trust them. I mean, they're a criminal. Uh, It's, it's it's that us against them mentality sometimes. Um, And I tell you what, when I, when I met my wife, we've been together for about eight years, married for almost three. When I, um, when I met my uh, uh, current wife, um, she started introducing me to all these people, all her friends, because she's, you know, we live, she just, uh, she's a realtor and she knows all kinds of people. And um, I started thinking, you know, well, man, this, this guy's pretty cool. This, this lady over here is pretty cool and I can hang out with him. Now I have a broad spectrum of friends inside and outside of law enforcement. And I think it really changed my perspective. And I'm, I'm at a point right now in my life where I'm like, Shit. I mean, most people are good out there. I mean, we just right. deal with the with the the ten percent or the twenty percent, whatever it breaks Absolutely. down to, yep. of the of the people that are just bad people and they need to get locked up. But the overwhelming majority of people, I think, maybe I'm just naive. Now, at the point I'm at in my life, are just good people. They're sure. just out there trying to to do a, a good job. And yeah, we deal with idiots, and that's just part of the job. But everybody out there is not a criminal. And I used to have that mentality. Awesome. I used to have that mentality not too long ago. Awesome. I love that. And I'm going to take 
advantage right here, Pat. I'm going to flip the tables. Boom. Okay. And I love to do this in my podcast. All right. So we're talking here about good people and obviously the people that you surround yourself with huge, right? We're talking about surrounding yourself with good people Mm -hmm. that you, that nourish you, that support you and vice versa. However, what about the people that walk around in a bubble believing that there is no such thing as bad people out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I think that that comes with education, I think. And, I, and I've met people like that, as you probably have, Rafa, in your life. And you just have to educate people and say, look, there are bad people out there. And uh, I'll put my wife on the spot. She's, she, I don't think she's like that much more anymore, but she lived in this bubble. Where, sure. you know, I mean, we're and, and not and if she's probably going to kill me now that I said that, but she <laughs> she lives in this bubble where she think, hey, I, I live in this great city we're living in. There's no crime here. I can leave my keys in my car. Nobody's going to nobody's going to jack with my car. And it was it was basically educating her saying, look, you know, you know, Jennifer, my wife's name, is Jennifer, you know, it's it's you. There are bad people out there. You got to. You know, if it's predictable, it's preventable. You've heard that before, sure. Rafa. If it's yeah. predictable, it's preventable. So do things, you know, be be cognizant of your surroundings. You know, there is crime out there and there are bad people out there that want to bring harm to you or, or damage your property or steal your shit. You just got to be more cognizant. And that's where I think shows like my show and your show and other shows out there, you're just trying to educate people. You know, sure. you're just trying to educate people because we can't do it all. Law enforcement, we can't do it all. We have, we need the help of the community. And that starts with education and having that partnership. Awesome. So, I mean, the reality is a lot of times people, depending on the communities that you live in, you know, I live in a very, uh, uh, you know, nice homes, quiet for the most part. Even the police departments here, the crime is compared to where I work is, is minuscule. And, you know, you go out there and people just, you know, leave the front door open. Yeah. They, it's just a very common thing, right? For me, I've taught my family. I've given my family different specific elements in the house that they need to lock down mm-hmm. across the board. If they're inside, they need to be safe. And that's a mentality that I've given them. Have mm-hmm. you ever talked to your family a little bit about, you know, safety procedures, oh, locking course. doors and things like that? Of course, yes. And that's why, that's why I, I said at the beginning, I said my wife and, and my, my uh, uh, stepdaughters or my, uh, yeah. Um, hey, my brothers, just a quick break in the action. Listen, it's not too late to get on board here with the Conclave of Warriors, okay? The most powerful event of the year Hands down. December 1 and 2, downtown Miami at the James L. Knight Center. Listen, start off your year with a bang. This is this event literally is going to motivate you. It's going to inspire you. But most of all, it's going to change you forever. All right, so listen to this. We're going to have the main presentation, which is going to be inside the Ash Auditorium in the James L. Knight Center. Then we're going to have breakout sessions the next day. We're going to have Q&A sessions. We're going to have a meet and greet VIP party. We're going to have a very special session with Navy SEAL Ray Care by the Miami River. And of course, we're going to have an inner circle breakfast, a closed doors inner circle breakfast where, you know, we're going to get together and we're going to meet each other. And there's going to be a very powerful two hours and it's going to be well worth it. Listen, if you are not on board or you're sitting on the sidelines, you need to reconsider Get your ticket now before they're gone. Go to conclaveofwarriors.com. This is going to be a life-changing event. If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, CEO, some type of leader, 
whatever, a warrior-minded individual, you are welcome as long as you're looking to take it up to that next level. All right, let's get back to the show. No, my uh, my daughters. Um, you know, I had to teach them because they didn't they didn't grow up. I mean, you and I, sure. it's ingrained. You know, we're we're cops. I mean, and and I you know had spent time in the military, so that's that's ingrained in, in you uh, to some degree. And so, yes, to answer your question, it was a matter of getting my family together uh, and saying, look, we, 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 you know, we, we can't do this anymore. We have to be more cognizant of, you know, routes we take. And, and I'm the same as you. I mean, I live and work in a relatively small community, but still shit happens. And, and people, when they let their guard down, you know, things can happen. So yes, I mean, educating my family, uh, educating, you know, I mean, going over safety procedures, um, all my, it was so funny. So my, my, uh, daughters, they know how to fire a handgun now. Not that we want to make this, awesome. a, uh, uh, you know, a firearms discussion, but you know, I have guns in the house or weapons in the house that they know how to uh, use should, should hit the fan. So, good, good. um, my wife has her concealed weapons permit now, uh, something that was probably unheard of and not on her radar before we even met. Um, so it's, yes, to answer your question, much more safety conscious and aware awesome. uh, of our surroundings. Love that. Good, good, good. So let's, uh, let's kind of give you a little bit of a, you know, put you in a hot seat here a little bit. All right. So we had an active shooter. All right. Mm -hmm. Being that you are a commander, someone that kind of leads the troops out there. Right. Mm -hmm. We had an active shooter down here in Florida recently. OK, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with the situation. We had the officer not go into the active shooter um, did, you know, definitely no challenge was made. Uh, nothing. This officer did not respond, in my opinion, adequately. Hmm. what is your take on an active shooter's scenario, a situation like that? And kind of give me a little bit of an input of, and I, and I know you're still on duty and all that, so I know you got to watch what you say, but kind of give me a little bit of input on your take on that situation and how you maybe would have handled it a little bit different. Well, my expectation is the officer is going to go in. Uh, everything changed after Columbine, Rafi, you know that. Uh, and we're not going to wait for a SWAT team to assemble. Uh, not that SWAT's not important. Um, SWAT's going to be activated. It's going to take them time to respond to that location. You know that. Your listeners know that. Um, it, that officer, I would have expected him to go in. And I think those in law enforcement, I don't, I don't know if there's any. I mean, I, I remember seeing that and, and going, what is he? Why is he waiting? I get the whole backup thing. But. Things change in a, in, in a split second. You know that. So my expectation, if that was one of my officers, is you go in. If it's just you, then it's you. You hunt down and you do what you have to do. Time is ticking. And we all, you know, and I understand, you know, it's it's until you're put in that position. You know, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, this guy, yeah. I mean, he's scared to, sh scared to death. I would be too. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, uh, in my opinion, uh, that that officer – uh, did the right thing by hanging out there. I mean, we're paid to do a job and part of your job is to stop the threat. And, um, yeah, I think you should have gone in. Let's dive into courage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we wear a badge and I have a very strong, uh, I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable, at least here in Florida of what's being fed into the departments. Not, mm -hmm. not only am I a police Academy instructor, so I get them before they go out on the street, but I'm also a field training officer. I get them when they come on the street. 
<laughs> so I get a really good feel of what's coming out there. For me personally, there's a big difference between now and like maybe six to 10 years ago. There's mm-hmm. a huge shift in the type of, the, of recruit that's being becoming a police officer. Mm-hmm. All right. With that said, and, uh, and, and I say this in, in the most you know, honorable way here that I can, courage, it's a little bit. I think that it's a little bit more difficult for the new recruit now to pull it out of their ass, okay? To mm-hmm. pull it and to kind of, you know, jack up the uh, jock straps and go into the heat of battle. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I live it. What's your take now on, say, an officer nowadays versus, you know, someone a decade ago? I agree with you 100%. I mean, not to say that we're not getting good quality people, but let's be honest, Rafa. I think people in law enforcement shouldn't be there um, yep. and, and for a variety of reasons. But I agree with you. It's just a different generation now. And I'm not to beat up on the millennials. but uh, And again, we, we, we there's a lot of good people out there. Many majority of people working in law enforcement are good people that I think would step up and, and act in a courageous way. But I think it starts, to answer your question, I think it starts with recruitment. I think it's starting, it, it starts with, uh, you know, selecting the right people to be among us. I, I think what we've seen in law enforcement, and, and, and I've seen it, and I know you probably have, is sometimes we're like, oh, shit. You know, recruitment's down. You know, people aren't flocking to law enforcement, at least in Colorado. I don't know about Florida, but I remember we used to have, you know, you know, a couple positions. You'd get 500 people. We don't have that anymore. I mean, maybe maybe where you're at, but uh, the point is, is I don't think people are flocking to law enforcement like they did. And a lot of that is, you know, Ferguson effect and all these other things that are going on. So, uh, but I still think we're we're allowing people to slip through, um, you know, and they, they may test well and they might, you know, you know kick ass on the exams and but you know once they get in um you know we're not we're not doing a good job i mean and you're in a prime example um as an fto because you see it you're in one of the most critical positions in a department because you are training and mentoring the next generation so i applaud you for doing fto i did it for years but i yeah i agree i, th- I just think it's a different <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this the other uh, day, uh, a friend of mine, and it just seems like kids aren't, they're not getting their ass kicked enough when they're, when they're yep. young. Not all of them, but uh, I, I uh, was talking to a, an officer uh, a couple months ago. We had a bar fight, and uh, he got pushed and hit, and the officer was like, he was 22, 23-year-old kid, and he's, I was you know, are you okay? And, you know, tell me about it. And he was like, I got to tell you, sir, that's the first time I ever got hit in my life. <laughs> and I was like, what the not that I'm advocating fighting. I'm not no, advocating. No, I get it. Yep. I just think that, you know, I just don't know. Some gener- that generation is just, I don't think, is exposed to what we were exposed to when we were growing up. Yeah, I think they lack a certain sense yeah. of ruggedness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hands-on. Um, but uh, the, the, the cop sitting out of the, you know, and he's got to live with that, sitting outside of the school when all this crap is going on. I mean, it's just, I don't, it's just ridiculous. You're, you're paid to do a job. And, uh, yeah, you, you can argue, you know, okay, I'm waiting for backup and all that stuff. You know, I, I tell my officers all the time, if shit hits the fan in one of our schools, you're going in. You're going in. Yeah, your job is to stop the threat. Now, if you, you know, um, seconds count. You know that. Absolutely. So let's shift gears a little bit here now. All right. So let's talk about your mindset. Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, how – in life now, I mean, being, how long have you been in law enforcement now? 
Uh, almost 23 years. All right. So, so you have two decades plus in law enforcement. What has law enforcement taught you from a mindset perspective that now the day that you want to step out, out of the law enforcement world and start doing your own thing that you can bring to the table? That's a great question. I, I, I think um, law enforcement ha has taught me, believe it or not, uh, especially in my position now to, to, you know, talk less and less and more. I think, you know, you have two ears for a reason, one mouth. Uh, listen twice as much as you talk. And that is, I, I think, probably the most, one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is, you know, just sh shut up and listen, you know, um, that. And uh, I think it's, believe it or not, it might sound funny, but I think law enforcement in the in the two decades I've been in it has taught me to be a lot more patient, which I, which I think is very important no matter what you're doing out there. So there's many other things that, that law enforcement ha has taught me too. I think it's helped me uh, communicate better you know, um, both verbally and, and written communication, um, negotiation skills, um, you know, um, you know, there's a certain political component, you know, the higher you go up in an organization, it's shocking, but you know, you learn, you sure. learn politics and you learn, you know, organizational structure and things like that. So I've, I've, I have, I know you just asked for one, but I, I, there's so many different things that I've learned over the years that I think when I'm done with this job, and we talked about that a little bit off the air. When I'm done with this job, I've had a, an amazing career. Law enforcement has been absolutely uh, amazing for me, um, and it's got me to where I'm at. But I think it's also armed me with the tools uh, necessary to have another successful career outside of uh, L.A. If you had to do it all over again, would you go through, through the uh, law enforcement path? You know, I think I would. I mean, and in fact, I know I would because I, I, like I said, I mean, it's it's an honorable profession. Uh, I have, I don't regret anything uh, in my career um, and any of. Uh, I mean, you're always second guess decisions and stuff like that. But I mean, the path I took. Um, no, I wouldn't change anything. It's got me to where I'm at um, in my life, Rafa. And 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 I, and I tell you, I wouldn't have my show. I wouldn't have a, a podcast. I would probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, if it wasn't for law enforcement, law enforcement has been my life for so many years, continues to be my life. Uh, I wouldn't change anything. Awesome. All right. So now let's bring your mindset that you learned in law enforcement. Do you think that that mindset can be transferred over to, say, the entrepreneur world? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we were we were talking about again when you were on my show and and just a little bit off the air. I mean, I'm and on the air too. Uh, I'm a huge uh, you know habit. A goal person. Uh, I write my goals out, which I think is very important. I journal every day. I, um, uh, you know, I meditate, and um, you know as well as I do. Most successful people, and you're not going to be successful uh, unless you have that mindset. It's all about mindset and what you put out there in the universe. If you think shitty thoughts, guess what? The universe is going to give you shitty thoughts. If you think I'm, I'm successful, I'm powerful, I'm going to go out there and rock it. Chances are it's going to happen. You know, it all starts with the mindset. And I, and I told you, Rafa, I mean, it wasn't, I wasn't always thinking that way, but listening to shows like yours, feeding myself with, you know, great authors and other podcasts and, you know, that has pumped me up and it's really changed my life, you know, in, in the last couple of years. And yes, uh, I could definitely, I mean, I'm a business degree. I got two master's degrees. Uh, I got a background in business, even though that's, <laughs> it's just on paper. Uh, but yes, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I have that, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. 
um, or I wouldn't have started my podcast. I, I always had that, you know, God, I mean, I, I dip my finger in, in some business. And I, I know when I put, uh, you know, 100% into it, when I'm done with law enforcement, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's going to be great. I'm going I'm to be very successful. If you were to write a book today, what would it be about? I think, you know, and I've kicked this around. I actually talked to a publisher about it. I think it's cost prohibitive right about now, but uh, I definitely want to do it down the road, uh, is I want to take uh, a collaboration. Uh, I want to have a book, basically, or a handbook, whatever you want to call it. I want to I want to take every guest, you included, that I've had on the show, because I learned from all my guests. I've had hundreds of people on my show, and I want to kind of put that into a book of like a toolbox for law enforcement professionals that they, that, that, that's practical and they can use in everyday life, whether it's on the job or it's in their personal life. And that's what I've kicked around. I thought about it a long time, and it's just taking all the tidbits of just so many amazing guests and putting them into like a toolbox or you know, tips and suggestions or practical advice for law enforcement professionals. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I think that would be very, very successful. Now, one thing that I have noticed here is that, you know, the military guys, they, you know, transition from the military and there's plenty of organizations out there that will help, you know, uh, veterans come out into the small business world. And I don't see that for law enforcement. Mm -hmm. I don't see real organizations out there that, you know, transfer police officers into the entrepreneur world, into the business owners world. I might know a couple of them, small organizations, but for the most part, I think there is a lack of knowledge from the civilian side. They feel, hey, you know what, the military, they were deployed out, you know, whatever, you know, they've done Mm -hmm. combat overseas, they have to come in and transition. However, when you look at police officers and they've done 20, 30 years and they've seen the shit over Mm -hmm. and over again, been exposed to gazillion things that most people could never even imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a, a... time frame here that when a police officer decides to either shift hats or retires uh, they need, i think they need a little help man being being going out there and being an entrepreneur and i think someone like yourself right here that has the balls to make that transition or moving forward you know with your podcast you would be ideal for helping people out like that for sure yeah, and I and I and I appreciate that, Rafa, and and you as well, brother. I mean, you're doing the same thing. I mean, you're out there. You I mean I, like I said before, and this is no BS. You are in such a crucial role, you know, with with helping young officers starting their career. But they're going to get that foundation from you. You also have your Man of War podcast, which is amazing. You're doing the same thing I am, and uh, like I said, I I think it's. And let me back up and say, look, I think that maybe I'm just naive, but I think the overwhelming majority of people out there support law enforcement. Yeah, you get those idiots out there, uh, you know, the fr- on the fringe. Um, but I think there's a lot of support out there for law enforcement. I agree with you. I think we could be doing more with helping uh, Leo's trans, you know, make that transition from, you know, public to to private. Uh, and there's a there's a there's a lot of people out there that that do. I don't know if you know who Kyle Reyes. He he, yep. he you ever yep. heard whiskey whiskey Patriots? Yes. So he's yep. Yep. yeah, great guy, and he does a lot for law enforcement. But I, I think is we could be we could always do 
be doing more. I think the problem is too sometimes, not that it's right, is is that you know there's the anti law enforcement movement out there. It's much easier to rally behind you know, the military, which we all can agree on sometimes rather than the law enforcement, which sure, sure. certain media outlets paints as, you know, villains. Mm-hmm. But I, but I do think we should be doing more for, for Ellie, but I think it starts really, um, by, you know, just like talking, like we're talking right now, talking to you. I mean, other strong men, strong individuals that are doing great things. And I think that kind of empowers law enforcement out there that are listening to this show to, to take that step forward and say, you know what, I, I can do so much more. Not that law enforcement's bad, but I, I, we're all living longer, Rafa, you know that. So the, we're all going to retire or get tired of the job and we're going to move on to bigger and better things. But I, I do, I think, I just think it's believing in yourself, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of times just Crucial saying, you know right what, there. screw it. I, 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 I can do this. You know, I have, I mean, you can go out there and deal with, you know, idiots every day or some of them, you know, the, the certain element out there, right. you got to believe in yourself, man. You awesome. got to, you got to believe in yourself and know that whatever you put your mind to and your balls in, like we were talking about, it's going to come to you. I mean, I'm such a believer now. Uh, I wasn't always like this, like I've said many times, but I am really such a believer in the law of attraction, you know, and when what you think and what you are putting out there, you're going to get, if you think, you know what, not to live in a bubble, like we were talking about, I mean, be realistic, but if you want to do something, friggin' go for it. Do it. You know what? Because time is not going to wait. Time is the only thing we we can control. We can't control. I mean, time keeps moving on. The only thing you have in this world is time. What's the one thing that they say when you get to your, most people say when they get to their deathbed? Regret. Sure. I should have done this. I should have done that. Do it. Absolutely. Be, be realistic about it, though. I mean, not, you know, selling the farm and stuff. Be realistic. Have a plan like we were talking about. Have goals. Yeah. I have that. So I would encourage Every listener out there, if you want to write a book, write a book. If you want to do that side gig, do the side gig. You know, I mean, just do it. Take that first step. What is your take, Pat, on discipline and how important do you think it plays in your life? Uh, are you are you talking about just discipline? Discipline itself. Being self, self, yep. self-discipline? Yep, self-discipline. Oh, I think it's, I, I think it is so important. I mean, look, you know, if, 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 if you want to lose weight, you know, what, what do you have to do? You got to be disciplined about it. It's not just going to, you know, magically happen. It's not going to happen with a pill, no matter what the industry is telling you. You got to be disciplined. You go out there and work for it. Anything in your life. And that's another conversation. You know, I think so many people out there, they just have this entitlement that, oh, shit, I'm me. So I, I just get shit. It's just going to happen to me. No, no, no. Do you think Bill Gates woke up one day and said, oh, shit, I'm a billionaire. I don't know how that happened. No, it happened with <laughs> failure. It happened with failure. Anybody out there is successful, you, me, whoever out there, it, it came with failure. And what failure comes with it, discipline, it's part of it. It's part of the it's part of the recipe. You cannot um, be successful uh, without failing for one and without having discipline and without putting things down on paper and having goals. I think visualization is utmost important. Huge. You gotta visualize yeah. getting there. Yeah. You can't just I mean visualization. I mean the mind is powerful. You know that. Yeah. It's gonna guide you there. See what I see is most of the time people fail in discipline. They fail to stay the course, right? They exactly. fail to keep the folk you know, they fail to keep that focus forward. Exactly. That drive just kind of dies off when they reach an obstacle or for whatever reason, they have challenges that they just can't get over. Look, yeah. you know, uh, you know, guys like yourself, guys that are out there that are, you know, spreading the word about, listen, 
overcome, stay the fucking course. Exactly. Stay focused, right? Stay exactly. focused because you got to trust the process at times, but people just don't get it nowadays. You know, well, it just, and I think, just doesn't happen. And like I said, a great point. And like I said, I think so much of it for me is who you surround yourself with. I tell you what, you're going to be all, you're going to be, the, I think why people fail and fail to get back on the horse once they experience failure is people around them saying, what the hell are you doing, man? I told you you would fail. I, I told you, you need to stay within the herd. You can't, you can't stray off here uh, in the herd, you know, away from the herd because you're going to fail. And sometimes that's very difficult because the people who are telling us that are often the closest to us, family members and things like that. But you got, I, I can't tell you, when I started my podcast, Ralph, I had people emailing me going, yeah, you suck. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and, I, and, and I tell you what, you take that personally and you're like, you know what? But I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to keep the course. Yep. Now I got people reaching out to me saying, can I come on your show? And I'm not trying to sound egotistical. I'm just saying to your point, you know, you got to stay the course. Yep. And I tell you what, this is one of the things that I, I heard uh, a while ago that I really, it's true, I really think, and I want your take on it, Ralph, is some people think that the more successful you get, the more the more competition there is out there. And what this one speaker told me, or he was, or I read, I'm sorry, he said, people don't realize that the more successful you get, the less competition there is. Because there's not many people are going to be at that level you're at. Because most people like we were talking about, they're going to fail and they're not going to try again. Very, look at any kind of, uh, look at how many, look at the NFL, for instance. Look yeah. how many, we're, we're only ever talking about, and now I'm, you have to be an elite athlete, athlete to get to uh, the level of the NFL. There's no doubt in that, but there's only going to be, there's only, you know, greatest wide receivers in his, were Jerry Rice and all these others. Why, what made them step you know, what made them become who they are? You know, Eli, you know, Peyton Manning, all these great players. They stood out because there was less competition. They they stood out because they kept practicing. They they were disciplined. That's what makes them star standout athletes. And there's less competition at their level. Right, right. There is. Yeah, I mean it's uh at that level, once you reach a certain level going up that ladder, I mean, mm -hmm. as you go higher, there's no doubt about it that, you know, competition starts dropping off because people just after three or four steps just start falling yeah. off. And you exactly. see that in selection, even for a SWAT team, you know, going mm -hmm. through SWAT selection and, and seeing others, you know, going through it with me and, you know, me pushing them, but they just couldn't push themselves to get up and fight and keep on going. So in the end, yeah. what's going to happen is this, the elite of the elite continue to thrive while mm -hmm. others down there, there's a huge, in my book, I believe there's a huge dis parity between the upper echelon and then just the average Joe. And mm -hmm. my goal is to get people, right, to get men specifically to step up out of that average Joe hole and yeah. to start freaking walking up that ladder, man. And listen, yeah. challenges, uh, agree with me here, Pat, do you agree that the best learning times of anyone's life is through challenges? Of course, of course. And failure. Yep. Failure. You know, I mean, we've been conditioned, Rafa, you know, we've been conditioned for at least most of us. I know I was, and as a, as a very young kid, look, you can't fail. Shit, you don't want to do that. Right. Are you kidding? I remember, you know, I'm a big skier, 
and I remember uh, coming home. My dad was a military guy, and um, I remember getting some lessons uh, skiing when I was a young kid, and I came home, and I said, hey, Dad. My dad, was a, he's a great guy. I said, you know, guess what? I didn't fall today. And he said, well, you didn't learn. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously. I mean, and so I learned from a very young age yeah, that awesome. failure is just a part of life. And nobody wants to fail, but you got to get back on that horse. That was ingrained in the military, too. We don't fail. We don't give up. You know, and I, I think I carried that, and I know I carried it to my law enforcement career. Um, but, you know, when you get into law enforcement, you know, again, you're just – and it's just the nature of the job. You're, you know, you're just – you know, we're working shift work, and it takes a toll on you. And often our, our nutrition fails, and we're not working out the way we should. I mean, it was all, you know, working graves and all this other stuff. But we need to do the best job we can because so much of it is taking care of our body. Then we get that mindset. Sure. You can't have the mindset unless you're taking care of your body, eating right, not drinking too much, whatever. Um, but I think, you know, we just get in that rut or some of us in you know, law enforcement, we just get in that rough. Well, this is the best it's going to get. Yep. And I, that's why I just, you know, I am so jazzed to go to the Conclave of Warriors to to see what you're doing and, and to, to make people better, man. That's what it's about. We should all, you know, there's, there's <laughs> we're not put here. Uh, at least in you know without getting really religious i don't i don't believe we're we're not we're, we're not put here on earth to live mediocre lives no we're not we're, we're put here to kick ass and do the best job we can and to leave a legacy no matter what you're doing in law enforcement you know you could be working at friggin denny's whatever you're doing your job is to leave a legacy and be the best you can be if that's Absolutely. working at denny's if that's working at walmart who cares be the best you can do you be uh, with what you're doing with your life there's no coming back there's no repeats yeah, but it's hard to 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 get people in that mindset. It took me a while, no but I'm there. I'm in the zone. Awesome, so. awesome. So check this out. I want to dig deep into the most fucked up time in your life <laughs> that you had to step out of that box, overcome a challenge, and win out at the end. Yeah, I think it was going through a divorce. Uh, I mentioned uh, that I was, uh, or I mentioned to you that I'm a blended family. And uh, what really kind of changed the course for me, Rafa, uh, it was a very difficult time, uh, a lot of blaming, you did this, you did this. Um, I, um, that's when it really pivoted for me where I had to step out and say, you know, I was working a lot of hours. We talked about that. I was neglecting my family, which contributed to my divorce. Uh, in some ways, there were other issues, but um, yeah, I had to, to step back and put my ego aside and say, look, um, you know, the, the marriage is over, but I, I got I to gotta do things differently to, uh, you know, if I meet somebody, uh, to do things differently, to make myself better and, and to, to, to not do things the, the same way I did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a very rough time. It was a fucked up time in my life. I mean, my, my ex and I still, still talk. We have a good relationship now, but going through it was a pain in the ass. And again, I mean, I'm not blaming her. I was just as much uh, at fault, um, but I could have done things better and, and I have done things better. Yeah, I've been through that also, and I'll tell you, psychologically, it just burns you oh, out, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. What is your take on, you know, we talked about self-confidence, we talked about, you know, we talked about self-discipline. Now I want to know a little bit about what your take is on life itself, all right? You talked about that we are here and we want to leave a legacy but for you, I mean, what is your ultimate goal in life right now? Well, I mean, to be the best, um, great question, by the way, be, uh, be the best uh, father I can be, 
uh, be the best husband I can be, coworker. Uh, that's my goal uh, right now uh, to provide great content, educate people out there uh, with my show. Um, I got so many goals. Uh, continuing to learn, you know, I think we, you know, to educate myself. I mean, I think learning is a nonstop process. We got to keep educating ourselves. Things are changing. Uh, yes. Law enforcement is changing. Um, and, and again, just I, I think so much of it. My, my goal is to ha- just keep that positive attitude, Rafa. I mean, keep filling my soul with good stuff, uh, and and try to keep the negative out. Awesome. And I think I'm doing a doing a good job at that. But uh, just keep going, man. Not, never giving up. You know, you you got to keep fighting, and you got to keep. Going down that path of life again, we we only have one shot. You got it. You got to My goal is to live the most fulfilling uh, and, and best life I can live. Because if I'm doing that for me, I'm going to be taking care of my family better. Uh, they're going to be in a good place. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just I got I got a lot of goals, but that those are some of the big ones. So you are definitely all about self improvement and the betterment oh, yes. of yourself, no doubt. Yeah, you, you you have to. I mean, I've seen guys and, and uh, girls in law enforcement, women, and and you know they 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 just not all of them, but some of them just hit this rut, and I'm like, dude, come on, man, let's go, let's go, keep going, keep going, yeah. and it's hard to change that mindset. And again, this is why I'm such a a big believer with you are who you surround yourself with. If you're surrounding yourself, you know, you become that. I mean, if you're surrounding yourself with people who, you know, are, are constantly down and, you know, it sucks and I don't want to do this and it sucks, guess what? You're going to be that person. And I'm not saying that's, again, I'm not saying we should all live in bubbles and everything's rainbow and lollipops. I mean, I'm just saying you got to be realistic about it, but you got you to gotta have your, some people that are pumping you up too. All right. So the next question is one that I ask all my guests here, Okay. What is your definition of a modern-day warrior? Great question. Uh, I've been thinking about this. I think my definition uh, is somebody who is in touch with their their feelings, somebody who is empathetic, somebody who can say, you know, look, I effed up, I made a mistake, takes responsibility for their actions. And lastly, you know, is, is just trying to become the best person they can be. Because not only does, a, you know, a person that's doing that, uh, not only it's going to better themselves, but it's going to be better every, it's going to better the world. You know, it's going to better people around you, your department you're working for, the people you associate with. So yeah, I think it's just in tune with yourself and, and just having that no quit attitude uh, and just go for it, man. Awesome. All right, good stuff. Let our listeners know where they can follow you, also the name of your podcast again. And for our listeners, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to, on the show notes, I'll link out his podcast. And uh, what what is your ID, your your call sign uh, for Instagram? I know you're on Instagram. It's just Pat underscore Fitzgibbons. Gotcha. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me at uh, uh, on Twitter. The best way to reach me, Rafa, is just go to cjevolution.com. You can find all my social media links right there and uh, all my episodes. I try to push out a couple episodes a week. So Awesome, man. Well, listen, Pat, man, you have been an absolutely inspiration here right now, okay? A lot of people need to hear this. And you know what? I don't have that many blue bloods on this show. I've had just three or four throughout the year and a half that I've had this podcast. So it was an honor having you on, man, some good stuff, you know, and uh, proud to be a blue blood with you, brother. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Rafa, and the same goes to you, man. I'm honored to be on your show. And just a big shout-out once again, if you haven't – 
if you haven't uh, signed up for the Conclave of Warriors, I am super pumped. I'm like counting down the days. I got a calendar next to my in my <laughs> office that I keep checking off, and I have Conclave of uh, Warriors December first. Man, you guys need to sign up for it. It's going to be a great time. Hell yeah! Thank you, brother. Take care of yourself. All right, you too. Bye bye. Bam! What a great discussion here with Pat. Damn, I mean, there's so many great things here. You guys, I really hope that you wrote some of this down and start applying it, implementing it into your life. So important, all right? Because like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, if you're not taking action on what you're learning, that knowledge is nothing. It's worth absolutely nothing. So let's get on board here and start changing the dynamics of your life by applying some of the elements here that you heard in this show. All right, my brothers, remember the Conclave of Warriors, downtown Miami, December 1 and 2. Grab your tickets at conclaveofwarriors.com. Also, give us a follow on Instagram, at manofwar with two R's. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.